0: I would like to welcome you to episode 16 of the Symbolic World podcast. On this episode, I'm playing for you a discussion I had with my brother Mathieu on symbolism in the book of Genesis. And uh, this was recorded before Mathieu had published his book. It would be really worth it for all of you to uh, go on Amazon and find his book. The Language of Creation, Symbolism in Genesis, and you'll see that we are just touch a little bit on some of the, uh, the issues that he goes into detail in his book. And so, um, enjoy. This is Jonathan Peugeot. Welcome to the symbolic world. Hello everybody. So, uh, Matthew and I, we're starting our second conversation for the, for our YouTube channel. And we thought that this time we could talk about the, uh, the problem of self-reference and also the, uh, the the idea of how symbolism works as a series of embedded patterns one in in each other like a kind of fractal structure where the larger structure repeats itself in the in the smaller structure and how those two questions the question of self-referentiality and the question of uh patterns embedding themselves as replicating themselves in embedded structures how they're related and and to be honest we're a bit we're a bit nervous to talk about this because the core question of self-reference and the question of things that refer to themselves is is the kind of subject which just when you try to talk about it and when you, even when you try to think about it turns your brain into a kind of mush where all of a sudden you you, you can't see clearly because of the, the the problem of of something trying to look at itself but it's a really important uh, aspect of symbolism and it, it's an important aspect of what's happening right now in the world because this this problem of self-reference is popping up more and more even in science and uh, and in culture and so so it's important to talk about it so maybe the first thing we can we can start with is the, the first the, the question of how we mentioned this in our last discussion a little bit the problem of science as it stands right now, is that it, it, it approaches the world as if the, the theory with which it's looking at the world is not part of the universe. But it has to be part of the universe because, I mean, the universe is, 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 is everything. And so the theory has to somehow be part of the universe. But the question is, how can it be at the same time part of the universe while being the thing that's looking at the universe trying to understand it? And I think that consciousness really is the key to this you know and and I think that the reason why uh, like Jordan Peterson and even people like Sam Harris they're trying to talk about consciousness and they're sometimes they they struggle to to fit all those things together there's an intuition that consciousness is the key because consciousness is you know is a self referential uh, phenomena it is the capacity that we have to to kind of in one way, stand above ourselves and look at ourselves, but at the same time, this capacity to look at ourselves is part of ourselves as well. And so, so there's this. There is. It's as if the origin of 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 consciousness is a self-referential loop, which then moves out into the world and then becomes a coherent, uh, a coherent, uh, let's say, structure of representation. But it starts in this. The, in the, this necessarily self-referential loop. And that seems to be that, that self-referential loop at the beginning of reason or at the beginning of, of logic and the beginning of, of a, of a, of a, of a structured world seems to be the thing that, that, that science or that, you know, kind of skeptic type people want to avoid. They want to avoid the, the, the inevitability of that, of that, that problem of, of a, of a self-referential loop at the beginning of things.
1: Yeah, I would say this consciousness or I should say self-awareness or something like that. Maybe not just consciousness Mm -hmm. is when you begin to include yourself in your, in your model of the universe. So we make models of the universe. That's what we do on a regular basis. I would say you become a little bit more self-aware when you, when you become aware of the the fact that there is a theory and there are facts or there's language and there's facts and we, we, when you you get out of the system and you see this, that's one kind of awareness. But then I, I think there's another level of awareness where you realize that, or you identify with not the language, not the theory, but the mediator between the theory and the fact it's hard to explain, but
0: it's one of the things that seems to be bringing this up. And, and, and this has been interesting for me to watch and, and I see it with, especially with what Jordan Peterson has been talking about is the, is using uh, biology and using uh, Darwinism as a way to show the problem of this self-referential loop. Because when, when using, using biology and neuro neuro, uh, psychology and and, um, and Darwinism you have to to realize that our models of of the universe the way we look at the universe has to be part of that the process which made us human it has to be a a product of of evolution or a, or a product of the of the of the manner in which we think or the manner in which we look at the world you can't it's like you, when you you used uh, biology or darwinism as a as a basis for the science all of a sudden you know even physics has to be a product of evolution even mathematics has to be a product of evolution and so there is enough it seems like there's enough self-referential capacity for self-reference to be able to give something which looks like the, the the traditional, yeah, it yeah. looks like the hierarchy of values that we find in the traditional worldview. And it's so that's that's been interesting for me to watch because, you know, the way Jordan has been presenting this hierarchy of values isn't exactly the same ontological hierarchy that we find in a traditional representation, but there's enough correlation between the two to be able to say, okay, well, you know, in the Bible... And when we talk about God in heaven, and when we talk about angels, and when we talk about earth, that's what we're talking about. We're, we're talking about a similar type of structure, which, which, which is the, the, the type of, 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 a, of a dominance hierarchy, as he uses, as, as uh, Jordan uses, that you have in Darwinism. And that, and that, 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 do, that dominance hierarchy, where let's say our, our theory of physics would be in that dominant hierarchy, and would be, let's say, one of the ma- a, a major tool that human beings have has developed to interact with the world. Like that type of self-referential capacity is what gives that the possibility of that hi- hierarchy of values. Like I said, like we we're saying, this is stuff is really difficult to think about and difficult to talk about. But it seems like that. What's funny is,
1: is I'm oh, sorry. We're go ahead, done? no, we're, go we're, ahead, go ahead. Okay, I was just going to say, when you think in, in traditional terms, as in a traditional cosmology, it's not a complicated subject at all. Yeah. It's the most obvious thing. But when you try to think of it with a lens of, of science, materialism, then it becomes a really complicated thing, because you're trying to, let's say, find some kind of agreement between the traditional cosmology and the materialistic one so that's that's what's difficult it, it's trying to reconcile those two perspectives really because when when you when you begin to think in a traditional way it's not a complicated thing at all the idea of self-reference and the notion that the universe is a fractal is is one of the first things that you you encounter yeah because it's a natural it's a natural thing uh, I mean, symbols are usually fractals.
0: Okay, so maybe instead of trying, because maybe instead of trying to break through the the, yeah, the no, scientific, no, I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen in this conversation. At least well, we've exposed the problem. But I think maybe by giving a few examples from the traditional point of view, giving a few examples from the Bible, might be the best way for people to see how. The, how this works and how it elucidates not only the Bible, but it also elucidates our experience of the world. So I don't know if you want to talk about, I know that in your book, uh, one of the, the major structures that you elucidate is the, the relationship between the cosmic shape and the shape of the human being and how those two are images of each other. So maybe you can go a little bit into that knowing people, we, people will be able to get all the details when your book is out, but maybe you can explain a little bit of, of, of how that, that would work.
1: Yeah, okay, I, I can try. It, it's a <laughs> difficult thing because, because almost all of the concepts that we use today are not the same as as the ancient concepts. So it's always difficult to talk about symbolism. I'm still going to try, but it's always difficult because we always assume that we know the meaning of words. Yeah, and we do, but it's not. It just happens to be not the same as the ancient meaning. So I'll when I talk about these things, I'll try to. If I realize that the words that I'm using, I'm using them in an, in an ancient way, then I'll try. Or, or if you see that I'm doing that, maybe you yeah. can. But you one can of the things me. you
0: can do is, at least aesthetically, let's say, like mm-hmm. at least in terms of the actual terms of the story, you can show the parallels in the terms of the story so that people can see that there's clearly a, a, a relationship of structure. And then once yeah. we show that, then after that, we can. We can try to explain the, the, let's say, the deeper meanings of those concepts. But at least people don't even see the actual pattern. Like they, they struggle to even see the pattern. So at least once they see the pattern, we can then try to explain it.
1: Okay. So the most, the easiest to understand, I would say, the, the microcosm that's easiest to understand is the one you just said, um, which relates an individual to the entire universe. And when, when, when we say that we're talking about the cosmos that's in the Bible, okay? Not not the the materialistic one that we have today, the mechanistic one. We're talking about the universe as described in traditional cosmology, where you have heaven and earth, and you have a mediator, which is man. Uh, When you look at it like that, and when you understand the idea that earth means factual reality, uh, physical reality, and heaven means um, ideas or theories or principles that are not uh, manifest or that are not um, concrete or practical, something like that, um, then you can start to see that individual human beings, their shape is the same as that, that cosmos. And it's actually pretty obvious. It's we no longer see it that much because we no longer see the cosmos in the, in the ancient way. So we're not used to seeing those connections. But when you do, then you realize that an individual has a mind and a body. I mean, it's, it's, the mind is the equivalent of heaven and the body is the equivalent of earth. And in the Bible, it's pretty clear when, when God creates Adam, and by the way, Adam means humanity, so that i think that's important to mention because that's just another example of of uh, different that the bible can be interpreted at different scales because the word adam means an individual a human an indiv- it's the name of an individual but it also means humanity at large itself right it means so, man itself yes. yeah yeah so humanity something like that so whenever there's in the bible it talks about adam in the story of adam and eve it's talking about humanity at large yeah and it's also talking about an individual. So that's something to be aware of. It's just an example of, of oh, it's, microcosm. It's, it's,
0: that, 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 that example you gave itself is an example of how it's it's using a particular image, a particular, let's say, uh, story of a man to be the microcosm of all of humanity. And so it, even in the story itself, it's built to, to be that way. Yeah. And, then, and then the, the, the shape of, of man... Let's say at the beginning of, of Genesis when God creates heaven and earth, it says uh, God, uh, God created heaven and earth, the, the the earth was chaos and void, and the spirit of God uh, was above the waters. And so you have this idea of spirit, and spirit is wind or breath. It's all breath. the same word. Yes, that, that's also important to say. Yeah.
1: When it says the word spirit, it means wind. It also means breath. Yeah. Because breath is wind. Right. It, there's no difference between yeah, it's the not two. A
0: meta, like what you said in the last video, it's not a metaphor. Breath is yeah. wind. Breath is actually wind. And so. And the, the only <coughs> difference, um,
1: which is important, I'll, that's another example of, of a word that, that we have to sort of redefine. The word spirit, breath, soul, all those words, they, they, they refer to the breath. It means breath. And it, it right away, if you understand that, you can see the relationship with heaven. And in the story, it says God formed Adam from the dust of the the earth and blew into his nostrils the breath of life. So right there you can see that it's all about joining heaven and earth. Yeah. So the breath comes from heaven and the and he raises some earth and then that's man.
0: Yeah and that's and man is made from that union. And and it's exactly when you talk about the mediator, then it shows exactly that that man is the mediator because in the beginning these two things are completely separate. You have you have heaven and spirit and breath and wind above. And then you have this chaotic, uh, formless earth at the bottom. And those two things don't let's say they don't touch each other. They're 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 separate. And then then there's the creation of the different the different strat, strat strats of of, of, uh, of creation. The heavens and then the grass and then it comes closer and closer and closer until you reach the human being. And then the human being has the heaven enter into the earth and joins with the earth so that quite, you know, explicitly in the story, man is that is a microcosm of heaven and earth, earth, but also the mediator because he joins them together. He's not just a representation of that separation, but actually a representation of that union. And then within man, there's another microcosm, which is the separation of man and woman, which represents again, heaven and earth, which are separated You know, uh, man being heaven and woman being earth, but then united at at the same time. So like, and then that keeps, you know, it's like these microcosm keep embed, keep embedding themselves into each other to to create this fractal structure that we're talking about. The Bible is just full of those, those fractal like structures.
1: Oh, yeah. I just wanted to say something about also, again, the concept of breath, maybe just Talk a little bit about that because it's it's also important to understand the connection. If you want to think in that way, where um, the breath is related to the mind, the breath is related to the intellect. That's something we don't really we don't really see things like that anymore. But it's a pretty obvious thing actually that your breath and your intellect are related, because if you stop breathing. I mean I wouldn't I wouldn't recommend this, but stop breathing for twenty minutes. You lose consciousness.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Less than twenty minutes, I would Yeah, think. I know, but I was making sure. <laughs> making so, sure that you're unconscious.
1: <laughs> yeah. So so there's a clear connection between breath
0: and, and consciousness.
1: Consciousness and intellect and, and, and things of that. Yeah, of that I mean, nature. I
0: mean, you remember when we were kids people would play that game where they would choke someone? That's a bad game. But people would, would like choke someone until they actually passed out it was like it was like a very disturbing game that people played but there's also yeah, so, so so the idea I, I was just just wanted to
1: say that the idea is there is an obvious connection between heaven air wind breath intellect that we don't necessarily see anymore but when you read the bible you have to understand these connections in order to understand most of the stories in the, in the bible
0: yeah and also the one of the connections between breath and intellect is through the idea of word or logos speaking. because yeah. yeah because speaking is the manifestation of intellect and speaking is words are pushed by this breath, breath. So the breath pushes out the the sounds and so there's an uh, there's a definite there's an obvious relationship between the manifestation of intellect and and uh, and breath and you see that in the story of genesis itself again when god speaks in order to separate the the things of the world god speaks the the, and so you have to kind of almost see this image of this breath that is above of above the earth that and then it becomes the vehicle for god's intellect to to manifest itself and create the world and
1: importantly the first words that come out of god's mouth are let there be light okay so it says the 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 breath of God or the spirit of God or the wind of God hovered over the waters and then God said, with that breath, let there be light. So the light is, in ancient cosmology, is is meaning. It represents the intellect, the meaning, the principle, the idea. So that which gives meaning to other things, that which defines things, it's it's the logos. It's the word. It's it's reason. It's logic. It's yeah. things of things of that nature. Yeah, so there's
0: always there's this, this verse that I think it's Christ who actually says that, who says the eye is the light of the of the body. And I remember you always read more boring you always read these annoying materialists who, who, who just see that as a kind of you know, a kind of misunderstanding of science. Uh, you know I'll, once again failing to, to realize that people were just weren't materialist a thousand, 2,000 years ago to, 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 to see it rather in that sense that when you you take into account the consciousness in the scope of how the world exists if you take into account the fact that consciousness mediates between uh, you know the, the the this the potentiality of the world and then the, the the capacity for that world to have sense and have meaning then the idea that the eye is the light, is the lamp of the world, makes yeah. makes total sense because the, when we because look, because light is not is light is meaning yeah. in in ancient cosmology. Light right. to look yeah. at something is to is to. Uh, separate it from the potentiality and to make define it, it to define it yeah to make it into a concrete not to make it but to participate in its in its appearance as a concrete thing right because i mean you could you could separate it into into atoms and atoms and neutron whatever and, and subatomic par- particles but we don't we, we it's focused it's coherent and that the con- human consciousness is part of that emergent phenomenon
1: yeah so, so i think that's another yet another example of of how we have to redefine words because the definition of light today is, is a, again, a materialistic yeah. definition. Uh, but in the past, in ancient cosmology, it, it was not the same at all. So it's it's extremely important to re-understand the meaning of light in, in, a, in a traditional cosmology yeah. and when reading not, the like, Bible. Once
0: again, it's not hard to do that because you, all you have to do is to understand it in, in terms of phenomenology, in terms of, of how the phenomena how we interact with that phenomenon. I mean, light is that which makes things visible. Like yeah. that's what light is. It isn't in, in a human experience. Light is not a wave or a particle or, or like, you know, the, 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 the const you know, the, the speed of, of light is, is it not all those things are not important in the way we, we interact with it in, in our, in our everyday life. Light is that which makes things appear like it makes them yeah. visible. It turns like if you walk into a dark room in the in the absolute darkness, you're gonna bump into things, you're gonna you're gonna not know what's there, you could die, you could fall into a hole, anything could happen. But when the light goes on, then all of a sudden things become clear and things become separate, things become unified in, in your defined, experience. Defined. Well defined. Yes, well and, defined yeah. in your experience. And so and that's so, what light is. That's why, also why, like you said, that's why the first thing God creates is. Is light because it's that it's, it's that possibility synonymous
1: with speaking with word yeah. with language. Yeah, yeah. and so um, yeah, I was thinking an example again of that man is a mediator between heaven and earth. Uh, so when God asks Adam to name the animals, that's a perfect example of being a mediator between heaven and earth, because then what Adam has to do is take an, an abstract idea that he has and then bring it into concrete manifestation. So he names the animals according to certain ideas that he has. That's the idea. Mm-hmm. So he's like, imbo- he's seeing his ideas embodied in certain beings in the world. And he's, he's giving that identity to those animals.
0: Yes. Yeah. And it's important to see it's because this is one thing that people are, are, are struggle with is that the idea when you say like he, he has these ideas, about the world people right away think oh it's relativity uh, no. subjectivity it's like no that's not it because it's because he is a mediator between heaven and earth the 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 connection between the idea and the phenomena that is appearing before him is is a unitive and a real thing like it's 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 actually the thing itself like it's the capacity to participate in the thing itself as well it's not just like he has this he has a fantasy or 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 whatever, right? It, it's it's a, not just a whim, right?
1: Right. It's based on it's based on his reason. It's based on his intellect, but right. his it's intellect is connected.
0: He is the connection between heaven and earth. Yeah. So he's he is the point where that those phenomena that he is encountering actually connects with their meaning. Like it's not it's not in a way like he doesn't have a choice. Like the way we think of choice today in naming the animals, he sees the light of his eye like the the and his word come together and participate in the the being of that of that thing that 's in front of in front of of him uh it's hard to think about in such kind of direct way because we you know our experience of of the world is 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 more is more, let's say, deluded, let's say, but we have to understand that, that the story in Genesis, Adam represents man as such in a, in a kind of pure, let's say, un, you know, untrammeled way, let's say, before the fall, we would say in Christian terms. So, yeah,
1: and, and it's related. The idea of the fall is related to losing that capacity. Yeah. So losing the capacity of correctly naming the animals or, correctly perceiving the world according to its spiritual meaning. So yeah. <laughs> so we, we we can't imagine what that means, obviously. Yeah. And in <laughs> the Bible, like and that, that
0: image is there in the in the story because when Adam and Eve are chased from the garden, the consequences that are that God gives to Adam and Eve are that like the idea that that Adam will have to work the the ground and the idea also that there will be thorns is this notion that it's as if the earth is revolting against Adam's mediating, mediating principle or else he's losing his capacity to be a natural mediator. And so he has to, to supplement that, that, that state with, a uh, with effort. Like, yes, he, he has to, he has to be careful because the, 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 the uh, the potential, the, the world, the, the let's say the, the created role becomes dangerous for him, and so he has to fight it off in some ways, and he has to, to hold it at bay so that yeah. he can continue to play that role as mediator. Yeah, well, yeah, the idea is that, um,
1: well, <clears throat> this this will give us other examples of, of microcosm in the Bible as well. The idea is that after the fall, um, humanity has to, to correct or fix certain things artificially mm. in order for the meaning and the fact to match correctly. So so for example, there's a lot of examples in the Bible, like you said, working the ground. In the garden, Adam naturally gets food, but th- this is, see, now we, if we want to talk about these things, it, it, we have to, again, <laughs> define a lot of terms, but that's another example of being a mediator between heaven and earth. Humans eat food, okay? Food comes from the earth. Yeah. We eat it, it becomes our body. So it's kind of a a reproduction of what I said before. um, When God created Adam, he formed him from the earth. Well, each time we eat, we're doing that in a way. We're We're gathering
0: the earth into ourselves. Into ourselves
1: in ourselves in a way that works because we can't just eat soil, obviously. We have to arrange the matter in a way that will... It will be able to host our intellect, our patterns, our, our ideas. So you eat certain foods that you're, that can host your mind. That's the idea, your spirit.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So not all matter can do that. And the idea is that in the garden, there was a natural way in which this happened with, with the fruits of a tree. And then once we lost that, then we, we had to fix things so that they could host meaning. So Uh, The the greatest example of that is um, the idea of building the temple. Mm -hmm. So why do they have to build a temple? Mm -hmm. Because they have to artificially um, join heaven and earth. It doesn't happen in a natural way anymore because of the fall. So now we have to arrange the facts in a way, artificially, so that they're able to host the identity, the breath, the spirit of God. Mm-hmm. It becomes like a body for God. Similarly, when we eat food ourselves, we have to arrange it. We cook it. We fix it. We don't eat raw meat, for example, because if we do, we might get sick. Mm-hmm. Getting sick means that it doesn't host our spirit yeah. correctly. That's what it means. So when you when you cook food and you arrange it in a way that it becomes edible um, – it's 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 this it's kind of the same thing as building a temple. It means you're arranging certain facts so that they can artificially host your 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 spirit, your mind.
0: Yeah. And there's like a and there's a grand pattern in the Bible, like the grand story which is which kind of embeds all these things together and this idea is that you have this this garden at the beginning. And then the fall, we move away from the garden and we keep moving further and further away from the garden. And as we move further and further away from the garden, we have to supplement that fall with artificial uh, like clothing, then agriculture, then uh cities, etcetera, et cetera. And in a way it's like this it's like a moving away from the garden, but it's also a way it's also a way to preserve the possibility of being mediator in heaven and earth. Yeah. And it's then to it's preserve just,
1: the yeah. Exactly. Then at
0: the very, very end of the whole story, this idea of this new Jerusalem that comes down from heaven, we have this idea of uh, that the final, let's say, manifestation of this whole big, 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 big pattern is a giant city, right? So a, a perfect city, let's say, which, which is the full supplemental thing with, in the center, the garden, with the tree in the middle, in the garden, in the middle, and then the whole center. So it's like... There's this whole pro, this whole story in the Bible, and then at the end, there's an image of the final result of it, which kind of reencapsulates the the, the whole story. Let's say so. It's like it, it, that's also an example of how these patterns, like they they embed themselves in each other, and then finally, there's this final image of this, this this giant pattern of how the world exists. Yeah. So here's another example of of of
1: microcosm, which which is related to what what we just said. So the idea of nakedness in the Bible, the idea of being either naked or dressed is also an example of a concept that applies to different scales of reality. So when we say in the Bible, when it says naked, it's a very deep concept, but we can talk about it a little bit. I don't think I'll be able to reach all of the implications here, but the idea is naked means natural.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's what it means. But that has a whole lot of implications in the Bible. So. Things are, are natural. When you say they're naked, it means they're in their natural state. So, but if you think about this ancient cosmology, what was the most natural state is the first day of creation, before creation, is this world covered with water, okay? That's what, na- the most natural thing in that cosmology is the flooded world. This is a little bit strange. We're not used to thinking of no, it yeah, like, that's like that gonna, at all. That's
0: tough for people to, to get it, but it, it's important. Yeah. It's really important. Yeah, it's
1: important because it, with that idea, you can understand a lot of the of the symbolism in the Bible. So the most natural state is this state of cyclical reality, which is the first day of creation, where everything is fluid. And that goes with the idea that things haven't been differentiated yet. Right, Everything is connected in a fluid way. Things aren't distinct. So when it talks about being naked, it's, it's related to that idea. Okay? Mm-hmm. So this is why also in the, in, in the story of, uh, of Adam and Eve, it says the snake was the most shrewd beast of the field. Yeah. Okay? But the word shrewd naked. means naked. Yeah. Okay? But then when you understand the idea that naked in the Bible refers to the most natural state, then you can understand why the snake is naked. Okay, Because the snake is, is like this fluid being. He's like the water at the beginning. Naked means natural. It, it's, it's like the most primitive state. Now, there's nothing wrong with nakedness until the fall. Yeah, Because things were naturally mediated correctly. That's the idea of, of the fall. And then when there's the fall, it means Adam and Eve tried to eat something they couldn't handle. That means they tried to take facts into their, include facts that they didn't know what to name, how to explain with their theories. That's really what it means. So when you eat something that you can't handle, it, that's that's the miniature version of a bigger picture where you see things that you don't know how to name. You yeah. can't name. You can't identify.
0: Yeah, and that has something to do. with when mean, Jordan Peterson is always talking about this, this, this kind of entry into chaos, where you know you you face something which disrupts you, what you know. It's like, and all of a sudden, you you don't know. Like he talks often about this idea that you know you find out that your spouse has been cheating on you for ten years, and so that 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 like cr- that hitting of of, a, of of a fact or a something that you can't handle you know, throws your whole world up into upheaval. And it's like, everything is on the verge of, of 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 falling apart. And so then you have to, you have to work at putting things together. Like you have to, it's like it it needs the work to, to bring things back. You have to to fix things. Yeah,
1: exactly. You have to fix things, make them fit your mind again, make them fit your, your plans. Let's say you have plans. Yeah. Something happens that isn't part of your plan and you don't know what to do with It, it, it makes you wander.
0: Yeah, it could okay. be anything. Your car breaks yeah. down. You're driving. To, you're driving on a trip. Your car breaks down. All of a sudden, you have to change your plans. If you don't, you're going to wander and be into absolute chaos. You have to work to rearrange things so that it can fit what you what you're trying to do, or or that it can lead to something that 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 isn't just absolute, you know, nothingness, right?
1: Yeah. So the idea, the idea of nakedness and dressed, it has a cosmic meaning and it has an individual meaning. So the idea it is that things are either in a natural state or they're artificially fixed to make them work, to make them, to make your theories match the facts. So mm-hmm. this happens at the individual level. I mean. You have an idea, you have a plan, but maybe your body, your passions or, or whatever, don't cooperate. Yeah. So you want to do something, but let's say you're lazy. That's yeah, exactly. your, That's your body telling yeah. you, no, sorry, I don't agree with your plans. I'm not going to follow along. So you have to force, artificially force yourself to do certain things. <clears throat> so that that's what it means to be dressed in the bible and Mm -hmm. and clothing itself is an example (laughs) of that so again it's not it's not about having metaphors the idea of clothing that's what clothing is for ultimately Mm -hmm. it's it's to correct your your passions okay it's to give your your head your mind your 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 um things that have a purpose to give them dominance over your body
0: yeah, because so, you you know you're you're cold, so it's, that's an example. Let's say you're cold, and so you wear clothing so that you're not cold. Also, you if let's say you you everybody was naked, and all of a sudden you know your desires would be yeah, there would be problems. Would be always be awake awakened, and so to clothe them is to be able to manage those desires so that you can do something else besides being completely taken over by those by those by those types of of thoughts and and, and such. Yeah. So, so here's another example of, again, of seeing it as, as at
1: different scales. So you can say, for example, um, so clothing, when we, when he talks about dressing in the Bible, um, another example, if you look at it, at a slightly bigger scale. So, uh, at a social scale, let's say, uh, at a, at the scale of a society, well, you have the same idea. You have, um, some individuals that are the head of that society, they're the leaders, they make the laws, they, they make sure that the laws are followed and then you have a population. So the idea is in order dressing dressing this, this society would mean making laws and forcing people to follow the laws. Like jail for example, is an example of clothing but mm-hmm. not at the scale of the individual, at the scale of a society. So you make some laws. People don't naturally follow those laws necessarily. So what do you have to do? You have to fix the population so that it follows your laws. So when you put people in jail, that is the
0: equivalent of
1: dressing yourself. Right, an extreme
0: version of dressing.
1: Well, it's – yeah, it's only extreme because it's a bigger scale. At a
0: social level,
1: right? You look at it at a bigger scale; it always it's always more extreme. I mean, if we if we if we were at the scale of our body parts and we saw that what dressing did, we would probably find it extreme. But we're not. So <laughs> so, so now here's an example. Here's another example, also of different scales. So um, these are these are very complicated subjects, but <laughs> we're going to try anyway. Um, So at the individual scale, we're talking about eating before, taking in matter into your body. So that same concept exists at a slightly bigger scale, which is the scale of a society. A society or a civilization eats, but what does it eat? It eats people. It looks crazy to say, it doesn't literally eat people with the teeth, but the the society is a being and it integrates more individuals. Mm-hmm. So when somebody is integrated into a society, that's a larger scale version of an individual eating food, and yeah. that's very important in yeah. the Bible.
0: And the way it, the way it eats people, let's say to, to to not make it sound crazy, is 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 that it integrates their work, it integrates yeah. their businesses, it integrates their tax money, it integrates you know their their children and uh, yeah. and 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 it also makes them part it makes those gives people- them an identity yeah and, and gives them exactly that's what i was going to say and it laws. makes them participate in the identity of the city or of the nation or of the, the the group whatever that is it gives them it says you're part of this group and that and your exchange like your trade for that is that you give me your your strength your work your your, your services so that we all participate in this unity, like this, this unity. So yeah, yeah. it's a perfect example of, of, of that appearing at different scale. And it's actually exactly
1: the same thing that we do when we eat food, because food is, is matter. We eat it. It becomes our body. What does that mean? Become our body. It means now you will follow the laws of this, this being the laws. Mm-hmm. So my hand used to be a sandwich, it's, it's not a metaphor. I mean, I ate a sandwich. It became my flesh. Now, this flesh follows the instructions of my head. It follows the laws. It follows my identity. Yeah. It doesn't follow its only its, its natural state yeah. anymore. It's, it, again, there is no metaphor in there at all. Yeah. So at a bigger scale, individuals are eaten by a society. It means they're integrated into that body. At the, and on the condition that they follow the the laws of that mm-hmm. society. Yeah. They follow the rules. So that's like the sandwich becoming my flesh and following the laws of my head. Yeah, it, exactly. it, it's, it's just at a slightly bigger scale. Yeah. So what does it mean to dress the body at the individual level? It means put clothing on, but it also means to force my body to some degree to do certain things that it naturally wouldn't. Yeah, Because like I said, you could either be lazy or you could have too much energy or something like that and you have to restrain yourself. So uh, in a society, same thing. There are certain rules that are there just to restrain, artificially make the body coherent.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And so I think think that that, that if we try to come back slightly to our, our beginning point, which was talking a little bit about, let's say the way the the place where thought is today and, and the, and the like the questions that scientists and, and, and those types of thinkers are asking themselves, I think that we can come to this notion of this concept of emergence, which has been kind of a buzzword uh, for the past, you know, 10 years or whatever. I don't remember exactly when it started, but, but it's idea that, that these, these patterned beings appear at different levels of, of manifestation, you know, like an individual, a city, then the yeah. cosmos and, and planetary systems, and all that. That, in fact, and, and the struggle scientists types have in in accounting for that for that that jump in different levels of manifestation. Well, I think that we can we can say that the the, the key is consciousness. Like it has to be consciousness, uh, and that that taking into account the the self the 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 self-referential loop at the beginning, right? The 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 self-referential loop of of self-awareness and consciousness is and in in including the fact that we are the ones looking at these phenomena into the system is going to be the only way to get out of this dilemma. One of the things that I want to do in these YouTube channels and hopefully we can do it together as well is maybe sometimes take particular stories or particular you know, laws in the Bible, and then just show people how the, those, that fractal structure of symbolism, how these patterns embed themselves in each other, and how really almost all, like, let's say all of them even, are just a repetition of that very first s- story in, in Genesis of, of the creation story where heaven and earth are separate and then united in, in the human being. That that all the stories are just kind of these repetitions of the same pattern in different ways, yeah. at different scales, with different variables, but just kind of repeat the same and, and fit into each other.
1: Yeah, yeah. The story of the Garden of Eden is the is the ultimate pattern of everything. It, yeah. It's it's meant to explain everything. Well, there isn't a the solution to the. Pro- it's meant to explain the problem that
0: we're in. Well, I would say the solution is probably in I the story? Christ. I think that solution yeah. is the story of yeah, Christ. But it's but, not
1: in the story of Adam and Eve, no. that's what we'll, I'm saying.
0: Yeah, we'll get there at some point, start talking about how the story of Christ is like almost a is this answer, like constant answer to the to the the uh the dilemmas and the the openings that are proposed in, in uh in, in in Genesis. How yeah. how his story kind of unites everything together, let's say. So but but we need to kind of move through it slowly so that people can can understand it when we talk about it. Okay, well I think that I think that we've got some good stuff. And so this is what we're this is what we have until until your book is ready and people can dive into it in more detail. And so yeah, so we'll 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 talk more and see if there's other you know examples that we can that we can bring up and maybe go into certain stories together. One of the things I would like to do, maybe in the future with you, is is I want to to talk about the story of of Tamar, which you talked about in uh, in the video with Jordan Peterson, because I think a lot of people, it was, I think that 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 it, that story is really difficult. But I think that if you can understand that story, uh, you can understand a lot of things that are happening right now in in our society. So it would be interesting to talk about.
1: Yeah, it's all—it's—it's it's often a question of re- redefining the terms again. That's why it's so difficult to talk about symbolism today. Things that used to be absolutely obvious in the past have become extremely difficult to understand today because we—we we don't have the same perspective at all. Yeah. So well, it's Luckily, all
0: about- we, luckily we still have our everyday experience, which we can use as a as a base for for understanding symbolism. So, so hopefully we can get people to 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 get back into their into the more primordial experience of of their body and their everyday life, which is the, which is a good way to start at least. Yeah. All right. So, so everybody will see you very soon. Bye bye. If you enjoyed this content and our exploration of symbolism, get involved. I love to read your comments in the comments section below, please go ahead and share this on social media to all your friends. And also please consider supporting us financially on Patreon. You'll find the link to the Patreon page in the description below.